Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Okay, welcome to another CI for Life podcast. We're here with Barbara Doust. Barbara, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Rick. It's very exciting to have you on today, and I've researched and looked a little bit at your background, but why don't you give the listeners uh, a little bit more about your background and your story? Well, great. Thank you for asking. And uh, so I'm currently uh, a success coach. I'm an author and an inspirational speaker. So I motivate people to achieve big goals and big dreams. In my past, I have a, a master's in directing from UCLA. So I spent about 25 years in the entertainment business. Okay. And I had an acting academy here in Los Angeles. And I coached celebrity performers on TV and film sets for a number of years, as well as I had a theater company in San Francisco for a number of years. And that was my trajectory. That was my career. That was my desire. Uh, my biggest desire in life was to, to direct and help other people perform their best. Right. And uh, two months before my 25th wedding anniversary, uh, I lost my husband suddenly. Oh, and sorry. thank you. And then I had um, uh, four more loved ones pass in, in that a two year period. So oh, I pretty much collapsed, capsized, you know, everything just went um, south. I closed down my business. I closed down my practice. I closed everything down to go on a self-discovery journey. And my book is called True Love, True Self, A Journey to Self-Love. It's, I say that I lost the love of my life to find out I didn't really know how to love myself. Okay. So I had been living most of my life, living from the outside in, seeking okay. approval outside of myself not knowing that I had the power within me to really cause a different result in my outer world. Oh so that's goodness. what led me to uh, a spiritual psychology program. I studied a master's in spiritual psychology okay. and went on to certify as a law of attraction success coach. Yep. And then in 2013, I met up with Bob Proctor. And I don't know if you know of Bob, I've but heard of him. Yeah. Have you heard of him? He yeah. was in the the secret. Yeah. And uh, and he changed my life dramatically. When once I started doing his work and his his program, I dramatically changed my results. I doubled my practice and tripled my income in less than a year. And pretty much since then, I've been working with people in this program called Thinking Into Results, helping them achieve big dreams mm. and uh, and goals and and setting strategies. To accomplish them oh wow there's so much interesting in that background and we're going to jump into goals because as our listeners know in ci for life we're thinking about 2021 and setting up for big goals and big accomplishments but let's go back to the fun part of that early introduction and as a director and in the entertainment business is there names or people that you directed or worked with or coached that would be recognizable to us or a story around that before we jump into the other part of your life yeah, absolutely. I, um, let's see, I coached, I was the personal acting coach of the Olsen twins for 10 yeah, years. You bet. So, and uh, I directed one of their music videos and uh, also their animated series. Okay. So, um, and I worked with them pretty much from the ages of seven to 17. 
In my acting academy, I had a lot of uh, young performers who are now big stars today. Elizabeth Olsen, who is, you know, in the Avengers series. And uh, she's also the younger sister to the Olsen twins. Oh, is that right? Did uh -huh. not know that. Yeah. So from Full House, Full House, which my kids loved growing up, to I did not realize there was another sibling in there. Okay, very good. Yes. Well, that's and fun. Okay, so let's jump. Let's jump into the goal side of it, and uh, please feel free to jump and and share your personal story of recovery in here because that's fascinating. Uh, all the loss there, and then having you bounce back like that. So. Uh, the first question I want to ask you is really help us discover as we set up for 2021 and accomplishing a big goals in all areas of our life, spiritual, physical, mental, learning, uh, financial, whatever it might be. What are, what are some of the things that hold us back from achieving peak performance or going big on our dreams and goals? Can, if you got some insights you want to share on that? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a great question because you know, a lot of people will set goals, but they're not going after their dreams. Okay. Right. It's and, incremental uh, and it's not big. Okay. Most people don't even know uh, what their goals are. So if you were to ask people what their goals are, most people would not be able to tell you what they are. Right. And then even those who do know what their goals are, haven't got them written down or have a strategy to accomplish them. Well said. I'm a big believer in all of those things. Yeah. And there's lots of research. I have lots of close friends that, oh, Rick, I don't need to write it down. I just, you know, kind of think about it. And if it happens, and I think, Barbara, tell me what you think about this. Fear is such a big, because uh, writing it down, it commits us, right? It, I, it, and what if I don't hit it? What if I don't go big and hit those dreams? Because if I've written it down, that could lead to massive disappointment in myself or others? What what coaching would you give for people that are fearful of going big or writing down big commitments? Well, here's the thing, and, and I, it's a great observation on your part as far as that word fear, right? F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. And okay. what I tell people, the one thing that fear and faith have in common is that they're both invisible. It's just that we're so trained to react to fear, even if we don't see it, you know, have evidence of it, but we'll create it in our minds, right? Yes. So it all starts with mindset. And when what people aren't realizing as well is when you set a big goal or you go after a big dream and you have your obstacles along the way, or, you know, or there are people not supporting you or your circumstances and conditions and events in your life show up that say, nah, you're not going to accomplish this, or you're not worth it. Or who do you think you are? So most people are going after goals that are somebody else's dream. You know, they're going after what their parents want them to do, what their spouse wants them to do, or trying to do what the, you know, to, um, impress friends, peers, or their children. Yeah. So what I like to tell people is really, you know, sit down, relax, fantasize. What is it that you really want to do? What is it that you want to do? And this is when you get very, very honest with yourself and make a list, make a list of all the things in your personal life that you want to accomplish Make a list of all the um, things in your professional life that you want to accomplish 
and go down and analyze each one of these and really ask which one out of each list do you want to work on or think about the most? And I like to work on two goals at a time, a personal goal and a professional goal. And what is really the work that I do with people, I ask them to go after what's called a C-type goal, not an A-type or a B-type goal. And let me explain that. Yeah, tell me about that. An A-type goal is going after something you've already done before. You already know how to do it. Okay. Right? And unless a goal has some fear in it and excitement in it, and you really, really want it, that's the dream. You want to pull into desire. Before I knew even, I didn't know anything about goal setting until after I left my entertainment career. I had just been living my life by default. And, but the crazy thing about my accomplishments, I accomplished a lot of success was because I just had intense desire. But if I had a strategy and and a plan and a vision alongside that, I would have grown exponentially. I was just living as a freelancer from gig to gig to gig to gig and being grateful for whenever I landed a gig. You know, instead of had I had the mindset of an entrepreneur, a business owner, somebody who strategized, somebody who, you know, went for the stars and then just planned according to that desire, I would have had much, much more success, financial success, you know, more recognition, even more confidence in myself had I known how to do that. And what's in people's way is what's called a paradigm. So let me just get back to. Um, the types of goals, and then I'll come back yeah. to paradigm. Okay. So an A-type goal is going after what you already know how to do. Okay. You bought a, you know, uh, a Honda Civic one year, and four years later, you want to buy a Honda Civic again. There's no, absolutely no growth in that. A B-type goal is like, you want to do something, you're, you think you can do it, but you've got it all figured out how it's supposed to be done. Okay. And Usually with that kind of a goal, you hit the first couple of obstacles and it fizzles. You know, you lose energy, you lose enthusiasm and um, the desire, you know, is locked up in having it all figured out. And when you have it all figured out, then you go, well, I can't reach that. I can't do that. I'm going to, if I'm going to write a book and that means I have to write every day for an hour and I'm going to plan it this way. And, and then I'm going to have my deadlines. Usually the overwhelm sets in, even though you've got it figured out. Right. But a C-type goal is going after something you completely just do not even know how to get it. That is the big dream. Okay. I, I like where you're going here. And then as soon as you commit, because what it takes is a committed decision. If you don't, that's why I say, write it down. Now you've got your goal, your dream, you admit so that you want to be, let's say a keynote speaker, but you don't know the first thing about how to do that, but it excites you and you can see yourself, you know, when you talk to people or you inspire people that you're lit up, that you're energized, you know how to communicate, you've maybe taken communication classes, you know that this is something that sets you on fire, but you don't know how to do it. Now you're going in the right direction. So I I like that a lot. Yeah, I I had one of those this year where I, um, I I wanted to, I had it in the back of my mind to write a book. And I love your title too, there, True Love. Mine is I just published in October called Live Your Purpose, and uh, but not really that good a writer, but lots of big ideas and things that have worked. 
And once I committed, uh, in July 10th, I read a book called How to Write a Book in 90 Days. And I said to my wife, Cheryl, and to my friends, my golfing buddy, I'm going to write a book like that. I am committed now. I've been thinking about it. I don't know. Now I finally have started to read this book that said you could provide a path forward. So you're right. Once you commit to something, even though if you don't know all the ways and how you're going to get it edited and all the resources and everything, but a big dream that you don't know how I like it. I've never heard it talked about as a C type goal. So I love it, but yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? You don't know how you're going to do it, but it's just a, a deep burning desire in your heart that you really want to accomplish said thing. I'll give you a couple of examples. I worked with a 72 year old woman. Like I'm a, a big believer in, you know, passion is what keeps us growing yes. and the best is yet to come no matter where you are in your life. You know, it's set your sights on shooting for the stars. And I, I worked with a 72 year old woman who wanted to lose weight. And I was like, Mary Grace, you know how to lose weight. You know how to eat well. You know how to hire a trainer. You know how to, you know, go for a walk every day. You know how to do all of those things. It's not a C-type goal. And the more I probed and found out that, um, I think the woman's name is Ernestine Shepard. She's an 86-year-old bodybuilder. Okay. And my client uh, was a big fan of hers. Okay. So I said, Mary Grace, well, how about signing up for a bodybuilding competition? And she took a pause and then she said, I'm in once she committed and she, but it, you know, even her saying I'm in is not a big enough commitment. It wasn't a C type goal until she paid for the, for signing up for the competition. Right. Once she made that commitment, she was in the gym every day at five o'clock. She can hold a plank longer than her trainer. She had, she purchased her pink fuchsia bikini and her tanning spray and everything. She was so on fire that that's what helped her, you know, to really commit. And then she also had been talking about, she herself is a coach and had been talking about writing a book for 25 years, 25 years. So I said, let's make it, let's turn it into a C-type goal. So I like to work in 90 day stretches so that you're going to set these mini goals, these mini targets or milestones. Yep. And as you set these targets, it gets you closer to, the, the big dream, right? But if you're always thinking, of, you, you, you hold the vision of the big dream, but if you're always thinking about the big dream, the conscious mind will go into overwhelm because conscious mind just wants to focus and choose, focus and choose. And if it's having to think about too many things at once, it yeah. automatically goes into overwhelm. Yeah. So I said to her, in three months time, do you think you could write your first draft and invite 20 of your friends to your house to listen to it? And she said, I think I can do that. I said, okay, well, it's not going to be, you're not in commitment yet until you send out the invitations. When are you going to send out the invitations? So she sent out the invitations, you know, the, like a couple of days later. And within three months, she had her first draft with 20 people. I was there in the room listening to the first draft of her book. Now, it's taken a couple more years since then to go through all the drafts, to go through, it's become a different book, but the cover design is done. It's ready to be published. You know, it's not that it's going to be published in three months, although that is a possibility, right? It just is the evolution of the dream. Absolutely. So, but here's what also happens, Rick, that when people start to go for that C-type goal, 
the paradigms kick in. And that's what we want to see. Okay. Okay. Tell me more about paradigms. So paradigms are fixed ideas in the subconscious mind that are our belief systems, our DNA, our heritage, the way we were parented, the way we were taught, our culture, and they create habits. So our beliefs, you know, are also tied into our habits. So paradigms are a program. And as neuroscience is now discovering, 85% of our behavior is controlled by the subconscious mind. So what's on the inside, you know, that iceberg, right? That you see the tip above the water, right? But what most people don't realize is how big it is underneath the water, right? right? But it cannot be seen. And until it is seen, until you're aware, until you're conscious of it, it's very difficult to change because people resist change. We say we want to change, but we resist it because subconscious mind is holding on to the familiar, It wants what it knows. It doesn't like the unknown. So that's why fear kicks in, the scary place. Yeah, we almost sabotage ourselves sometimes. We sabotage because we're going outside the comfort zone. Yeah. And as soon as we set a C-type goal, all the doubts, fears, worries just rush right in. Bam, 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 bam. And then we get to see, you know, what is really the thought behind that feeling? What are the, the conflicts behind that? What's the story we're telling ourselves? What are our daily habits and behaviors that compound over time that keep us in the familiar? So that every time that we go to do something different, the immediately, right, the paradigm will prevent us from yeah. change. So how do, you over, how do you overcome that? that? That is a very good insight. And that's absolutely what happens. We get overwhelmed and or we start to self-sabotage ourselves, whether it be for finances or health or weight or whatever goal we're thinking about. So how do you hold a different paradigm or how do you stay in a position where you're fully committed to your goal and moving forward? Well, you have to set yourself up for success. Okay. Right. And so what was re- what's really going on when you understand that this is what in my program we call the terror barrier. I and like when, Tell me about that. When, when you understand that what's really going on, let's look at the new idea. Right. That new idea is outside your comfort zone. It's not what you yep. already know. It's not what you're familiar with. And the old self, I like to call it the battle with the the old self and the new self. And so the more that you internalize the new idea and get excited with it, it's now just in your conscious mind. It's just now in the idea phase, right? Yeah. But then when you start to get emotionally involved in it and more committed, that desire is now coming down into your body. It's being charged with emotion, it's with an emotional frequency, really, right? And that emotional frequency is, you know, excitement and enthusiasm. But the old self is still in charge. Yeah. And then the old self says to this piece of, you know, this frequency that's coming into your body, this new idea, it's saying, get the heck out of here. This is scary. (laughs) This is scary. We don't want you, right? This is not what we know. And and our job is to protect you. Our job is to protect you from the unknown. So now a big battle goes on. I don't know if they're pulling out 
you know, bats or clubs or, but both the old self and the new self are really going to battle inside. And what's happening is that these opposing vibrations, right? These opposing frictions are causing in the body what is otherwise known as anxiety, hmm. right? So this battle within is really caused by the old self wanting to protect us and the new self wanting more because energy is constantly flowing to and through us forever seeking more fuller expression expansion right that's the part of us we are goal-seeking organisms we want to be expressed we want to grow but that old self it's really tied into the reptilian brain and the midbrain that hasn't evolved for over millions and millions of years so it's doing its job our brain is 85% wired for negativity. It's looking for threats, constantly looking for threat, right? So what we're using here is just a higher level of consciousness because the neocortex part of the brain has evolved over the years in order to expand into a higher level of consciousness. And when we grow conscious, and when we start to choose consciously, you know, there are a lot of people who are called unconscious competence, you know, they know, they just kind of know this stuff organically, but most of us, 97% of the population, we've been trained to be followers. It's only 3% of the population that owns the world's wealth. So yeah. once you recognize that you've got these, this opposition inside of you, and it's that it's to look at, wait a second, what's the real truth? Because that self-sabotage, as you mentioned, right? Self-sabotage is when we really, really, really want something, but we do everything we can to not have it. That's the old self. The new self is doing everything. It really, really wants something. And the old self is doing everything it can to not have it. Yeah. And once you're more aware, that's when you start to choose to study, to take action that's scary. Like I tell people do something scary every day. Get out of your comfort zone. I have a, um, a journal that I work with. It's not a journal. It's a planner, really. And I can show you, you know, like I write my goal statement down every single day with my non-dominant hand. I've been doing mm -hmm. that for three years. So now I'm ambidextrous. You know, mm -hmm. I can throw with my left hand. I can catch with my left hand. I say goodbye with my left hand. And what happens is that it's really uncomfortable. And so because it's uncomfortable, we do everything we can to not do it. We find the excuses, we find the justifications, we explain ourselves out of, a, a, you know, out of our desires. And as soon as you're in a but, um, you're explaining, you're justifying, and you're making excuses, you are in a paradigm. You're in a paradigm that's holding you back, keeping you in the familiar. And then once you start to see how your habits are showing up, you get to work on some of these habits and change. I say change two habits at a time. Okay. They say it takes 30 days to change a habit. Science is now showing it takes anywhere between 60 and 90 days, but you must be consistent and consecutive, you know, and I like to track habits, right? So that you make a check mark every day for when you've done the You're new speaking behavior. my language. I love it. Right. And that if you don't check it, then you have to start back at day one, because what they're showing is that and NASA did an experiment with the astronauts that shows that if you don't do it consecutively for at least 30 days in a row, the neural pathway doesn't shift. 
So we've got grooves in our brain that goes habit, 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 do it again, do it again, because we can go on autopilot because that's where we're comfortable. It's the brain's way to conserve energy. It's the path to least resistance. And so when we start to form new grooves, it isn't comfortable. And that's where we have to support ourselves with any kind of rituals, you know, and whether it's meditating, journaling, writing out your goal every day, speaking it out loud, having an accountability partner, working with a coach and a mentor, really showing up to say, I'm creating the new version of me, the better version of me. And it's going to be uncomfortable. And once you know that, then you can get to study and learn and grow and become aware and use your consciousness to evolve. Yeah. Oh, I love everything you're saying there. You're unpacking. And in my book, I, I cover a lot of these ideas. So Barbara, I think if I was to summarize where you're at so far is, is have big goals, have big dreams, get sea level type thinking out there that, that is a little bit scary, but dream big, identify a sea level goal that you want to work on and maybe two, one professional, one personal. And then Self-awareness is a big part of what you're saying about this old self and new self is that just being more self-aware that A, it will be uncomfortable and B, that there is a battle going on between old habits or old self and new self. And if you're more aware of that and, and then build hab new habits, positive habits towards your goal, whether it be weight loss or financial savings or you know, whatever it might be, whatever practice of reading a book every day, whatever it might be that you're trying to work on, that if you're more self-aware that that battle is going on and to beat that battle, you develop new habits and build them into routines because willpower is fading as you've alluded to. Uh, and that if you can build new habits in your brain to head you towards this new goal, whether it takes you, you know, 24 months or three months or 30 days, that's not the point. You're progressing with these new habits and it takes less willpower. You're winning that battle slowly. Is that, is that where you're going? And what else would you add yeah, to that? Absolutely. And then I would say break it down into strategy. I don't believe in smart goals. You know, I do believe in going after the dream goal, the C-type goal, and then using smart goals, right? right. And smart goals are where they're the different. Yep. You know, they're specific and measurable, achievable, realistic and timeable, right? Yeah. So then once you you aim for the the top of Mount Everest or whatever mountain it is that you want to climb, right? And then set up like a 90 day plan. So what is the target that you want to hit within 90 days and strategize? And you can, you know, you could even look at the big dream and reverse engineer it. So yep. for example, let's say if I wanted to direct a Broadway show, right? Or let's just say I want to direct a show, you yeah. know, by next, by next year, or a year from now, right? So my goal that I would write down, and then I would fill in the details, I would elaborate what it looks like, what the vision looks like, what the end result is, what the outcome is, and really have a vision and look at that vision every day to stimulate the motivation factor right? And why I want it and who is involved and who it's helping and how I'm being expressed and how my family is, you know, being a part of the process and what's the financial outcome, all of that. Then once I know, and I've set that goal, then I can reverse engineer, well, what needs to happen, you know, in the month of 
uh, November before it opens in December? What happens in the month of October? What happens in the month of September? And so I can take it all the way back to now to where first I need to select the piece, you know, and in a month from now, I've got the piece selected and I'm organizing a, a reading of it. And then by the next month, I've got it broken down to, you know, it's when am I going to have my casting? What, you know, what is, um, who am I going to hire as a casting director? Where am I, where's my rehearsal hall? You know, and once I set up those strategies and hit those milestones within 90 days, then, and you, what starts to happen is the unexpected synchronicities, opportunities, people, places, circumstances start to come to you. And you kind of go like, that's interesting. How did that happen? Out of the blue, I got a call. You know, I worked with a producer, a film producer who was seeking investors. And when she went through my program, she was like, out of the blue, you know, I, somebody contacted me with $20 million to invest. I've never had that kind of offer in my life. But it's like, once you really commit to, you know, putting your focus on the desire and supporting it with all the tools that you can, the universe conspires to start to come to you. And that's the beauty of, you know, the high level of commitment and desire. I and agree. if you're doing a yo-yo effect, you're going yeah. to be in a yo-yo, you know. Yeah, uh, uh, Barbara, I love, every, I'm, I'm a a big believer in everything you're talking about from the big sea level or big dream to writing it down uh, a, a strategy a 90-day plan reverse engineering that's all brilliant so tell me barbara what advice do you have for people when setbacks occur when when uh, i've got this big dream i've got a big plan laying out and i'm 30 days into my 90-day plan and i'm not exactly where i i think i should be um, what if it's going to take me six months instead of three? And so where I think a lot of people lose the plot uh, is when setbacks occur or when I'm not getting the opportunities that I sensed in my 90-day plan and my big dream. What advice do you have for people uh, that are dealing with those type of issues to keep moving forward in a positive direction? Well, you know, again, it helps to have an accountability partner. Yeah. It also helps to maybe be in a mastermind group, or as I said, work with a coach. And, um, but the obstacles, once you are aware that, you know, in divine timing, I really believe in, you know, there's a gestation period sometimes. Yes. And, you know, and so there are certain things that take a, a certain amount of time to grow. And I really believe that, you know, within us is the fertile ground. And if you think you're doing everything you can, there might also be a saboteur, say, like, for example, I discovered that, you know, why am I not directing a Broadway show? I've got all the experience in the world to do it. But if I have the belief on the inside that, you know, you, you shouldn't I'm ask people right. or you shouldn't ask people for money. Right. If I have that belief that you don't ask people for money. Right. And if I investigate that that was what I was taught in my family you know, there's probably no way that I'm going to be producing a Broadway show if I don't ask people for money, right? Yeah, and, and to your point, uh, a good accountability partner or coach can help you work through those roadblocks and obstacles, right? That's, yes. that's one of your points. Yes, exactly. And then I also say, as Napoleon Hill says in Think and Grow Rich, right? 
focus on your aim and all the obstacles will fall away. And I love what his strategy is. Like there's like four real key points. Have a burning desire, number one. Number two, do everything you can to keep the fire alive. So mm. how do you stoke the fire? So are you looking for, I, and I like to say to people, you know, are you in negative pull thinking or positive pull thinking? You might have no guarantee that negative thinking is going to lead to a negative result. And you have no guarantee that positive thinking is going to lead to a positive result. Which would you rather focus on? It's your choice. Right. Right. And so there's no guarantee either way, but you get to choose what, you know, what if all of your negative thinking does lead to negative results or what if all of your positive thinking does lead to positive results? Wouldn't you err on the, on the positive side in that equation? Exactly. And okay. also I, I tell people that positive thinking isn't, Oh, you know, I'm happy and all Pollyanna. It's really about, are you focused on the solution? Right. You know, so the people who get through obstacles and really commit are the people who are going to focus on the positive solution and go on a discovery of what is the answer? What is the solution? You know, and there's a trick that I use with the brain. I do a lot of neuroscience work and it's called a presupposing question. And you start with the question, why? And most people will say, why does my life suck? You know, or why isn't it working? So your brain is going to, just like the search engine on a computer, it's a mechanism. It's going to search for the answer to prove you right or to show why. So stack about 20 presupposing questions. Why am I so successful? Why are things you know, happening effortlessly for me? Why am I so committed to my dream? And stack it you know, without answering it and let the brain go looking for it. And so when you're really in, you know, the, the solution and you're in positive pole thinking, you're looking at how do I pivot? What's the solution here? What's the blessing? What's the silver lining? Um, I, I think you probably know W. Clement Stone, who was the wealthiest man, right, in the 60s. And he used to say, it's all good. It's all good. I never understood that. I was like, you know, yeah, right. It's all good. <laughs> What's that mean? You know, but I, I get it now. It's really, it's all good just means that there's a reason for something coming to you because the solution already exists. We create the problem to look for the solution. Right. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of that quote from Nelson Mandela, my hero from South Africa, who said, you know, I either win or I learn. I don't That's lose. It. That's you know, right. This is a guy that was in prison for 29 years, but he eventually right. won. And uh, that's kind of your, your, your suggesting here is to overcome the obstacle, focus on that. You could be the, it might look like a, a barrier to your goal, but it might be a learning event that'll help propel you towards your, uh, and so don't get tripped up by set. They will happen. Don't that's be naive, right. but use your, uh, build a strategy after that setback towards that goal. Don't give up. Keep that positive momentum heading in the right direction. I love that, those ideas. Uh, any other thoughts on, on that? Well, think about, you know, if you are climbing Mount Everest, right? Like Edmund Hillary, the first man to reach Mount Everest. It's like, there's a lot more room at the top. And there's a reason for it. Because most people, once they hit that obstacle, they go back to the foothills, where it's the comfort zone. 
you know, I had a client who made it to base camp, but couldn't get past base camp because of the altitude sickness. You know, what does it take really, you know, to climb to the top and how does that feel? And what do you discover who you are becoming along yeah. the way? And I like to say to people, you probably don't know who you really are and you never will until you discover the parts of yourself you haven't yet met. So if you're just going to take a helicopter and land on the top of the mountain, right, you're probably already rich enough to do that, you know, but if somebody just offers it to, to you as a, as a ride, you know, there's not a whole lot of learning in it. You'll have a moment of seeing, you know, from the top and then go right back down to where you come from. Wow. That's good stuff. I love the metaphor. I have a neighbor that just two years ago climbed Everest <clears throat> and he, wow. I think he would agree with you. Um, okay, Barbara, we're at the end of our time here and I've really enjoyed our discussion. How do people, if they want to hear more about your thoughts and approach or even get some advice or mentoring, how do they find you? Well, there's a couple of ways. They can find me on www.barbaradoust.thinkingintoresults.com. And that's the program that I do with Bob Proctor and Sandra Gallagher. And it's a phenomenal program. Then I also have another website called Vibrant Results, www.vibrantresults. I work with a doctor in Spain and we have a brain entrainment program where we take your goal, you record it in your own voice and the doctor adds brainwave frequencies and music so that you don't have to effort. You just listen to it daily. I listen to mine daily on my walks and uh, I've got it all written out in, you know, what the areas of my life that I want to accomplish new results. And, um, or people can also reach me at my email, Barbara at BarbaraDoust.com. And Doust is D-A-O-U-S-T. That's right. Okay, very good. Barbara, this has been an amazing conversation. Love your insights. And in CI for Life, we're getting everybody ready for big goals and big dreams and accomplishment in 2021. And you have been super additive to that discussion. And I hope that from this discussion, you will be able to accomplish your goals as well. So thank you very much for your time. Well, thank you for having me and for, you know, inspiring all the people that you do. Thank you, Barbara. Well, this has been another CI for Life production. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>